0: Good morning and happy new year so far so good huh you know I just want to if you guys haven't met everybody over here you got to meet Anna's family over here you guys are wonderful thank you all for joining us this morning glad you guys were able to get together over the weekend and through this week Uh, let's just bring me down just a little bit man I've got a little bit of feedback I'll try to talk maybe a little bit louder We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11 this morning. I'm uh, starting a new sermon series. New year, new sermon series, right? And I thought a great way to start the new year is to talk about our identity in Christ. A way for us to be encouraged, but also challenged uh, to be more like Jesus, because that's what he's created us to do. He died on the cross to give us new life, to create in us a new life, and that's what we're going to talk about through... Uh, this uh, sermon series, uh, Who Am I? Finding Our Identity in God's Word. And I love this passage in Hebrews chapter 11. Specifically in this chapter, we talk about the people of faith. Uh, but listen to how the writer of Hebrews just really brings out the truth behind these, uh, these heroes of the faith and what their lives represented In chapter 11, and starting in verse 13, he said, All these people, they were still living by faith when they died. And they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. And people who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been looking, uh, think of a country they left, they would have had an opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one, and therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Uh, Let's pray over this passage and and have a conversation about it. Uh, Father God, we... We just want to say thank you uh, for all that you have done for us, uh, for wrapping up 2022 and, and bringing us into this new year. And as we study your word this morning, I pray that, that you will give us insight, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, you'll just move in such a way that we can be transformed uh, by your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. There once was a church who had struck oil on their property. Now, this caused a lot of buzz at church, and everyone wanted to know, what are we going to do with this kind of money that's going to be coming into the church? Uh, So they had a congregational meeting, as churches do, and they adopted three resolutions they decided they were going to pump as much oil as possible. Make that money. Number 2, they decided they were going to distribute distribute all that money to the members of their congregation. And number 3, they were closing membership. <laughs> no new members. Uh, It's a fun story, obviously not a true story, but it doesn't settle well with me. It doesn't settle well that this church was so closed-minded, so inward-focused. Our passage this morning starts with a reference to all these people, and the writer of Hebrews chapter 11 highlights these heroes of the faith. People like Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David, who lived as aliens in this world, lived as strangers, as foreigners in this world, on this earth. And their lives looked different. And their vision, it was on point. And I think that is the most helpful thought as we look at Hebrews chapter 11. My family and I, we love to visit the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Amen? And I've taken that drive enough to know which parts I love and which parts I hate. My favorite part of the trip is when you drive through Seymour and you can see the Great Smoky Mountains right behind you. I tell you, it doesn't matter how bad the traffic is as long as I see those mountains in the distance. But what's the worst part? It was when you hit Sevierville, right? You hit Sevierville, you can't see those mountains as clear anymore. All you can see are Michigan license plates and Ohio license plates and all these northerners who've come down to ruin my experience with their bad driving. That's all I could see. But then we get right there at the end of Pigeon Forge and you see all the forests and you know that whoever designed that area put in the bypass around Gatlinburg, praise the Lord, so you don't have to drive through that traffic too. And You know you're in the home stretch. I'm suggesting to you that it just might be that backdrop, that background vision that can lift our spirits here on earth. Just as Abraham saw and welcomed the promise from a distance, so too our promise of heaven in today's passage is that background vision that we need to lift our spirits in this pilgrimage of faith here on earth Let me share with you a few ways this background vision lifts our spirits this morning. Uh, For starters, I think the background vision inspires inside of us obedience. It inspires us to be obedient as we look at that backdrop of faith. Verse 8 tells us that Abraham was told to go to a place he had never been to. And he obeyed God and left, even knowing that he didn't know where he was going or what it would look like when he got there. Abraham just believed, and he was obedient. There were three laborers who were making bricks in the hot desert sun. So someone came by and asked those guys what they were making. The first person answered, can't you see with your eyes? I'm making bricks. The second person answered, I believe I'm making an important wall. And the third person paused as he was making those bricks to answer, I'm building a beautiful cathedral, one that's going to be the most beautiful cathedral the world has ever seen. It's all about seeing that backdrop that inspires us to be obedient. This week in the Bible app, the verse of the day spoke to me on this topic, and it was from the same book of Hebrews, starting verse 23. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he, that is God, who promised, he is faithful faithful and let us consider how we can spur one another on towards love towards good deeds and let us not give up meaning together as some are in a habit of doing but let us encourage one another all the more as we see the day approaching As we pilgrim through this world as aliens and strangers, it's important that we continue to gather together, encourage one another to be inspired, to be obedient. We need each other. And I think we need these words to be repeated often. As we are aliens and strangers on earth, I think it also encourages us to be generous. I think we're encouraged to be generous. It encourages uh, generosity. As aliens and pilgrims on this earth, we understand that nothing we accumulate here on earth will go with us into heaven. Chuck Swindell tells a story of a preacher by the name of Ray Stedman who traveled across the country for weeks of meetings. The only problem was his baggage did not follow him. So he needed a couple suits, he went down to the local thrift store, He told the salesman I'd like to get a couple suits, and he smiled, he said, I actually have a brand new rack of them, but I need you to know that it came from the local mortuary. They've been cleaned and pressed, but it came from the mortuary, there's nothing wrong with them. And so Stedman said, Well, that's fine. And he bought all the suits he could for 25 bucks a piece, got back to his room, got dressed. And as he was putting his keys in his pocket, he realized the pockets were sewn shut. Dead people, they don't carry stuff with them when they die, do they? I often think about the encounter. Jesus has with that rich young ruler. That young man approaches Jesus and asks him what he's got to do to be saved. Just look at that backdrop. What can I do you to be obedient? And like us, the rich young man longed for a better place than here on earth. And Jesus told him to obey the commandments like don't murder, don't steal, honor your father and mother. And the young man said, I've been doing all of this since I was a boy. Can you hear a 25-year-old man saying that? But Jesus knew in his heart and knew he wasn't really an alien and stranger on earth. And so he said, one thing you lack, go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come follow me. And at this, the man's face fell, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Listen to this. The rich young man could not be an alien here on earth. He could not be a stranger here on earth because his wealth shackled him to this present world. It shackled him. One of my favorite songs, I told Eli I wasn't going to tell this story, but one of my favorite songs around Christmas time. Uh, is, is watching the Muppets Christmas Carol. Anybody ever watched that? One of my, you got to watch it. It's just beautiful. Uh, but uh, it, it's the story of Scrooge, right? And his business partners, Marley and Marley. And uh, the, one of my favorite parts of the, the whole movie is when Marley and Marley are singing the chain songs. And they're just ch- got these chains all over them. And they talk about these chains have weighed them and shackled them to the earth. Their chains were greed. Their chains were uh, taking advantage of the poor. Their chains were wealth. Stirs up, encourages generosity, right? While greed shackles us to the present world, generosity opens us to leave this world un tethered and as I snuck forward a little bit it stirs up courage as well you know Hebrews 11 goes on to tell some amazing stories of faith strangers who were courageous you remember Moses his mother hid him she could have been killed for that she hid him but she was courageous With courage Joshua and the Israelites they played horns and circled that city of Jericho believing the walls would fall and they did. With courage Rahab she hid the spies and put her life in danger and they had courage because they were willing to lay down their lives because they knew they had a better eternity. They knew that this world was not their home and therefore they lived their earthly lives with courage. My favorite Bible verse is Philippians 1.21 where Paul says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And Paul wrote these words in Philipp- to the Philippians from a jail cell. He had been thrown into jail for courageously telling others about Jesus Christ. In essence, he was saying that if he was going to go on living here on earth, he was going to courageously talk about Jesus. And if he was killed, it was because of his courage, and he would gain eternal life. It was a win-win for Paul. And tradition tells us, that Paul would be released from jail after his letter from the, to the Philippians, and he would be jailed again for courageously speaking about Jesus Christ. I read the story about the famous football coach, Bear Bryant, who told reporters, I'd croak in a month if I quit coaching. And after 25 years as the head coach, of his alma mater, whose name will not be mentioned, Bryant announced he would be stepping down at the end of the season, and he did that. On December 29th, 1982, he coached his team for the last time in the Liberty Bowl and beat the fighting Illini, 21 to 15. And less than a month later, he passed away. I think every one of us who are strangers and aliens here on earth have a reason to live. A compelling cause and purpose that keeps us going when others would quit. We face obstacles that hinder us, that make life difficult. Some people allow those obstacles to stop them. Others overcome. The difference It's not the obstacles, it's the determination and drive of the person who faces those obstacles. And as aliens and strangers here on earth, we inspire, we are inspired to be obedient, encouraged to be generous, and stirred up to be courageous as we pilgrim to our final destination. Don't get shackled to this temporary home or persuaded to stay. There was a homeowner who was just kind of getting tired of his house. He'd lived there for many, many years. And the more he looked around at his house and the years and the neighborhood, he decided he wanted to be somewhere else. His critical eyes saw things that needed to be done, and he decided it was time to sell and, and move on. And so he hired a professional realtor to come in and look the place over, give them some pointers, begin advertising for the home to be sold. The realtor took some notes, suggested basic cleanup, whatever. Uh, But she wrote this ad. It's a spacious home in a well-looked-after condition. No renovations required here. There's bright rooms with lots of windows, comfortable living areas, solid foundation, good roof simple yet pleasant garden, lots of open grassy backyard for the family to enjoy, a lovely deck for evenings of entertaining with friends. You can even watch the sunset over the park. It's located in a safe, quiet neighborhood with all the amenities close by. Come and see for yourself what this home has to offer. It won't last long. And he said, will you read that again, but a little bit slower? And so she did, and the owner soaked it up, every word about that house, and he said, that's everything I've ever wanted in a home. I'm going to stay right here. (laughs) That poor realtor was hoping for some money. If somebody were to read back for you, just a little snippet of your life, Would you say, man, it's pretty nice here. I think I'll stay. Or are you ready to go home? That's a hard one for us Western, us United States citizens. Because we live pretty good here, don't we? We live pretty comfortably here. And is it so comfortable that you've been shackled? Or are you free? Free to be courageous, generous, and obedient to Christ. Somebody had an ad for your life here on earth, would you want to stay? And as we gather around the table today, we celebrate the fact that Jesus did not want to stay but he offered his life freely for you and me died on the cross to give us new life to prepare a place for us in eternity and we're going to sing this communion song entitled Jesus Messiah and as you as you sing along with us i invite you to go to one of these three communion stations you'll take the cups On the bottom cup is the bread. The top cup is the juice. And I invite you to hold those cups while we sing, reflect on your life. And then Richard will come forward and give us more instructions. Will the praise team come forward as we pray? Father God, thank you that you did not love your life so much to keep it. Here on earth, but that you gave it freely for us. I pray, Lord, that we can model that example your example of obedience to the Father, your example of generosity to this world, your courage as you spoke boldly about the kingdom of God. And I pray, 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 dear Lord, that that will change our lives. As we celebrate around the table today, we give you honor and glory, and we say with gratitude, with thanksgiving in our hearts, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, amen.